Hi everybody, this is Matthew Bennett. Here I am doing my first podcast. I still didn't know much about it, even though I've listened to some podcasts. And I downloaded this app and figured I would give this a try. I have done live feeds before. Close to about 40 of them. I talk about faith uh, and the Bible. I am a born again, spirit filled Christian. I've been serving the Lord for 25 years. Uh, now, close to almost 26 years so and speaking of being born again the Bible says that you must be born again of water and in spirit and it says things like whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved So, if you call upon the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. But, you got to have an act of faith. In James, it talks about faith without works. It's like it's dead faith. But God will have a purpose and a plan for your life. God wants to use you. He wants... To bring you into his kingdom. And he uses his people to get the message out of faith. Being done by faith. You know, it talks about too in the Old Testament. There is life and death and the power of the tongue. And I want to speak life. And I want to speak To you out there that's listening. Hopefully that you get encouraged. Encouragement for the body of Christ. And yet hopefully sowing that seed. That it will keep drying in the lost. That hopefully more of them come into God's kingdom. And get saved. I can point them the way. But they still have to do it themselves. They still have to call upon the name of the Lord. And his name is Jesus. Jesus, he died on the cross for your sins. He got whipped. He got beaten. And he carried an actual cross on his shoulder. And he had to walk with that after being whipped and being beaten. And then they put the cross up with him being nailed to it with his hands and his feet. And I just heard something that I thought was interesting. Every time when I think I've heard everything about him dying on the cross I 
I hear different things which I think are really neat and hear different sermons where it's something from a different angle where I didn't think of it that way but because I never knew how long he was on that cross for so I just recently heard that he was on there for six hours and I also heard too before that he had died two deaths he died physically obviously because he came down he was here on this earth in the physical and he died spiritually because he finally he gave up the spirit and on the third day Jesus rose again he didn't stay in the death state God with his mighty power raised his son on the third day and all that power has been given to us so that's why as Christians we don't need we shouldn't worry and we shouldn't be in fear yes I've worried myself and I have been in fear but I try to worry not as much less and less with these things and remember he didn't give us a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind and to have that sound mind and that love that love is one of the fruits of the spirit but we have to be in God's word we have to be reading um, and praying uh, go to God and pray and ask him to teach you how to love I do that because you know even though it's been this many years I'm still learning on how to love people you know it says love your neighbor as you love yourself well yeah I'm learning how to love myself but I'm asking God to also teach me how to love others so I can love my neighbor that says love your enemies how can you love your enemies which that's one of the hardest tests without God teaching you how to do that so love your neighbor love your enemies uh, there's a verse that says love one another and we need to love the body of Christ so how can we do these things you know loving one another in the body of Christ and trying to love people in the world around us you know we need God to teach us uh, you know Jesus to be our teacher well throw in the Holy Spirit because he left the comforter that's the Holy Spirit and there's a verse that says the Holy Spirit will lead you and teach you in all truth um, there you know there's other different you know versions out there too but 
you know, let the Holy Spirit, you know, be your teacher. Obviously, most of us as Christians know about when we're reading the Word of God to pray, to obviously ask the Holy Spirit to help you when you're reading. Uh, if some of you out there, maybe you're baby Christians and you don't know that yet, just pray about it. Whenever you pick up the Word of God, whatever Bible version you have, uh, pick it up and it can be something, you know, real simple, just saying, Holy Spirit, I ask that you help me in my reading today. Lead me and guide me in the Word. Give me the revelation of it as I'm reading so I know what it means and help me to walk out by what your word says in Jesus' name. Something that simple. And then start reading. And another thing you also might want to pray, sometimes there can be a lot of uh, distractions. You can... Uh, pray that, you know, those distractions, uh, whatever they may be, will be uh, taken away. Um, that's another thing you can uh, pray. Um, but the Word of God is very important to our faith. As far as, like, spiritually, if you kind of think of it, And like building blocks, that's one of the blocks that is near the top and just about should be almost on the top. So, because it says, out of you shall flow rivers of living water. Well, living water is the word. Well, for it to constantly flow, when you think of a flow of like water that keeps coming, maybe picture like a waterfall. You know, when you look at the waterfall, it doesn't stop. It just keeps coming. It keeps cascading down. Well, with us, the living living water is the Word of God. And when you're constantly in it and reading, it's obviously not going, you know, maybe necessarily down like uh, the waterfall, but it keeps, it'll keep coming out of us. As long as you're in the Word and you're reading. And that's good because uh, we need that. Now I have come across some where they said, Well, I don't need the Word of God. I don't need to read. But they claim Jesus as being number one. Well, you'll be able to tell somebody who's saved because you'll see that they have an act of faith It's not a dead faith like James talks about. It's an active faith. You'll be able to see that. You'll be able to know the fruit that they're producing for the Lord. Not always being perfect. None of us are. That's why we needed the Lord to die on the cross for us and for our sins. And so... That is, I mean, Jesus, he bridged that gap. And I've heard that he willingly went to the cross 
and died on the cross for our sins. Willingly, I mean, boy, that's still, that's just something that I still don't know that any of us can necessarily wrap our minds around. Him being, you know, just whipped and beaten as bad as he was and dying on the cross for our sins. But uh, may we never forget that. And may we always be thankful. Not only just for that, but the word talks about being thankful in whatever circumstance. So may we be thankful. And especially in these last days, we need to be thankful and we really need the word of God. Um, for myself, I've been reading the Old Testament trying to get through it again. I haven't been in the Old Testament in a long time. And right now I'm in the book of Psalms. Um, but keep at it. You know, uh, you know, you can look up plans of how to get through the Bible in a year. There's certain Bible apps like that. I got a Bible app that's like that. Uh, for the longest time now, I've been doing my reading through a Bible app. I got some on my tablet and I got some also on my phone. So, but there's Bible apps. Uh, there's picking up a Bible itself, which I've used to do that for many years. Um, and it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're hearing it, I believe that that works uh, too. So maybe you're hearing the Word of God. Maybe you're doing it by uh, CDs. You got the Word of God. Uh, Maybe by a Bible app again where it's got the audible and that's all you want to do to listen to the Word of God. That's great. But you just have to make sure you have good listening ears. And that's something else you can pray about. When you're listening to the word of God. Ask God to give you good listening ears for that session, so to speak. Whatever you're listening to, how much you're listening to. Um, And as you listen and have those good listening ears. And you let that word of God come and get into you again then once again, there you are. You're filled up with the Word of God. So, don't know what I'm going, just thought I don't know what I'm going to entitle this podcast. But like I say, this is my first time uh, doing the podcast. I have done live feeds before. But, um, and just want to give people an update. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pretty good. I've had some physical stuff. Uh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, I don't, I don't feel too bad at all. But, uh, let's, let's keep hanging on to God. Let's keep 
hanging on to Jesus and uh, believing because, you know, all things are possible with God. But there's also a verse that says, all things are possible for him who believes. For him who believes. Talking about us. If we as believers, if we believe, then all things are possible. And I'm believing Jesus as my healer to heal me of stuff. I've been healed uh, before. And as I've given this testimony before, I'll give it again. My right arm, my shoulder was, I don't know what was going on with it, but it had a lot of pain for a long time. And then all of a sudden it just got healed and there was no pain whatsoever and I believe God healed it. And then I was without pain for a while, then the pain came back. So I started believing and asking for God to heal it. But then I just kind of sat there for a while. And back in my old apartment that I used to have, I was sitting there in a rocker recliner chair that I used to have. And I remember that still small voice of God. I remember God speaking to me, speaking to the spirit man. And I heard him say, lift up your arm. And I lifted it up and instantly there was no pain. And I can move it in whatever direction I want. And my arm... My right arm, my shoulder, does not hurt. So actually, God's healed that twice. Uh, so God is faithful. But sometimes, you know, too, we got to use the fruit of the Spirit, patience. You know, these fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, all those fruits of the Spirit, you can uh, look them up for yourself in the Bible. Um, you know, those are things where God is always, I believe, also constantly working on us, too. You know, love. We need more love. We need to know how to love. Uh, joy, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord, you know. So when you look up, when you get into God's word, there'll be things like where it says through Jesus, you know, you know, you got to go initially, that's who you have to go through, right? You have to go through Jesus, you know, you call on his name and then, you know, you get born again, you get saved and you can go right directly to you know, the Father. Um, but, you know, Jesus said too, he said, 
I can only do what I see my Father in Heaven doing. So, what he saw his Father doing. So, if Jesus healed back then, well, he was seeing his Father healing. He was seeing his Father do uh, deliverance. He was seeing his Father... uh, Uh, Jesus was teaching. He was seeing his father uh, uh, teaching. And he taught his disciples. A lot of people split and left, but he still had his disciples. And I like the one part where he says to him, he says to his disciples, he says, well, you're not going to leave me too, are you? And then one of them says, Well, where are we to go, Lord? You have the words of life. Yes, Jesus has the words of life. Not only uh, is Jesus the Word of God, uh, you know, which He is. I mean, think about that. Jesus Himself being the word of God and walking around and speaking these parables and the Beatitudes and just you know different things uh, like that Uh, and back then in biblical days you know there was Jesus and you know there were some old manuscripts and different things like that but they didn't have a Bible or you know uh, in book form like we have today or obviously we're so advanced now I mean everything is obviously done on our phones and you know having Bible apps on our phones but uh, you know let's once again as I've said many many times before I've said these in my live feeds about Uh, sticking with the Word of God and uh, reading it. Because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Uh, Pray about everything, you know. Let God lead you and guide you in to the endeavors and the things that He has for your life and what He wants you to do. Some of you already know what you're supposed to do for the Lord. Maybe some of you don't. You're thinking, well, what do I do? Well, pray about that. Keep seeking the Lord. Ask Him. Uh, And if you're not, you know, obviously hearing things right away, I mean, it it doesn't happen right away, you know. That's the one thing that we wish would happen. I remember a preacher one time when he was talking about uh, the prayer life and praying. Uh, He said, you know, we want our prayers to be answered like we want our fast food. And when I thought about that, I'm like, boy, that's a really good description. We wish that, you know, the minute after we were getting done praying that we'd hear from God and he would speak to us. And sometimes I believe that can happen. 
but a lot of times you might not hear from him right away so just keep seeking the Lord just keep praying and he will speak to you he will lead you and he will guide you and once again what you're supposed to do in your life for him um, and I believe that he's placed things uh, in us gifts uh, talents uh, we need to find out what those things are uh, maybe there's something that you wish you always wanted to do but you're thinking to yourself well boy I can't do this who knows maybe the thing where you say I can't do this is exactly the thing that maybe God wants to use you in and you don't even know it like I've given the example before I'll give you another example uh, I write poems and I write songs but many years ago I figured I'd just take a try at it. Uh, the church that I was going to, they were having all types of things for uh, a Christmas uh, service. Um, you know, uh, like music, and I think uh, I believe someone did a uh, just did an individual song and. I was thinking about poems and so I was still living at home with my mom at the time but anyways I thought about it uh, I prayed I sat down I figured I'd write a poem just to see what would happen and I had a journal uh, I put it down in my journal and then when I came uh, to me in the part of the service, I went up there and I read my poem and everyone really liked it. I was like, well, let me try it again. So I wrote again and from there I found out that I was being blessed for writing. And God's still perfecting me in uh, the writing process, but I wrote wrote written a lot of poems and uh, songs uh, since then so um, you may step out sometimes and try something and I encourage you if you haven't tried something just step out by faith you may find out that if you keep at it that you you're blessed you have a talent for it and maybe it was something once again there all along that God had placed in you uh, this talent um, and when you think of gifts there's nine spiritual gifts I believe uh, that Jesus worked in all nine spiritual gifts I really do and you may look at some of those because there's uh, tongues, interpretation of tongues, miracles, uh, healing, uh, discerning of spirits, uh, gift of faith, which is another one. 
Um, and there's a few others. But that's in Corinthians. Uh, start off in verse 12 and start reading it, I believe, in... Uh, I mean, uh, chapter 12 of Corinthians. Excuse me. Chapter 12. And as you read, you'll come across the nine spiritual gifts. Now, with that, too, you might be saying to yourself, Well, okay, I'm saved. I'm born again. And if you're one of those people or you don't have any of those gifts in me, you're thinking, boy, that'd be that'd be really nice to have one of those gifts. And, well, I'd like to do it and to honor and glorify God. That's another thing. Pray about it. You know, you can ask God for those spiritual gifts. And he can give you those. Now, you may not instantly get something, but still, you can pray. And you can ask God for them. Um, I mean, it's, I work in, in some of those, uh, gifts and, but you know, I'm no better than you. The Bible says, uh, to humble yourself, to think of others as being better than yourself. So I'm no better than you, but Hey, you know, I'm still, once again, I'm still learning to, Love people in the body of Christ. And obviously, as I talked about, you know, the world around us. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning that. But, you know, if you're listening today and you're someone in the body of Christ, then let me just say, I love you. And I encourage you. I mean, you know, if you take away anything uh, from this, once again, even, you know, I mean, there's, you know, spiritual gifts and different things. And, you know, obviously, you know, once again, God wants to, you know, lead us in our lives where we're supposed to go. Um, keep praying about these things, but stick with reading the Word of God. Don't ever veer off of the Word of God. I tried to, every other day or every couple of days, I try to keep myself uh, in the Word. Keep myself planted in it. And for those of you who do know part of some of my story, right now I'm in uh, a nursing home. So for me, uh, I want to talk about church because our bodies are the temple. So wherever we go and wherever the Lord uh, shows up, if we're filled up with the Lord and filled up with the word, then we can uh, get with others and that can be our church. Well, there's that part of it, too, even though I wouldn't say I'm hooked up into church as far as, like, four walls of a building, even though this building does have four walls. But uh, my church, I go online. I go on YouTube, and there's different people that I listen to. 
so there's that part of it uh, too but hopefully maybe one of these days obviously I'll get out of this uh, place and have some money to work with so I can get back to having uh, a another apartment but with that too I'm trying not to worry about it and I'm just trying to give it to God being uh, heavenly minded being kingdom focused so I will leave you with uh, this verse and when you think of seeking what is it we're supposed to seek first well this is a verse that probably many of us have heard a lot of times uh, it's one that I've quoted uh, many times and I think I know the verse but at times too just when I think that I've known things about a verse God always shows me a lot of times in a deeper way and I don't remember exactly where it is but the verse says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you So remember that. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Meditate on that. It's good to meditate on verses and on the word of God. Think about that. Get that into your spirit. Have God teach you what that verse means. Well, I thank you, my listening audience. Whoever this uh, is supposed to touch, I pray it would touch people. That the body of Christ, that you guys have gotten encouraged by this. And for the ones who are not saved, that it sowed the seed inside of you. And that you're more closer thinking that you would like to make a decision for the Lord. To call upon his name. To ask him to come into your heart. That you would like him. To also be your Lord and Savior. God bless. Each and every one of you. Until. uh, Next time. Well. Maybe now I should see about thinking and coming up with some ideas for what I would uh, title this uh, podcast. Well, once again, God bless each and every one of you. Bye. Hello everyone, this is Matthew Bennett, I want to talk about the Word of God, I want to bring up just a few verses 
Let's see here. And then get that. There we go. Trying to get this app to work. All right, now. Going to Psalms. And it is 116. Verse 13. I was reading a few days ago, and this hopped out at me, this verse. Uh, that'll happen when you're in the Word of God. You know, sometimes you'll get a verse that will hop out at you. Even though you may have read the Word of God or whatever certain book that you're in. You may have read through it. But it hops out at you as if like you've never read it before. Never seen it before. Um... So I was reading in Psalm 116 verse 13 says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. Just think about that for a minute. Just kind of let it get into you, you know. Meditate on it. I know about salvation and like we're being, you know, we're being saved. I mean, I know it says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Although that type of fear is not one where you're so afraid of God. But I mean, still, it's a it's a healthy it's a healthy fear. But uh, when I was thinking the cup of salvation and calling upon the name of the Lord, well, along with that, along with that cup, just think of like if the Lord had given you a cup, like say it was a mixed drink so to speak but I mean it's him and he wants you to drink that cup down well there's there's other things to salvation um and along with being salvation uh you know coming to the Lord and and that being saved aspect I believe that the fruits of the Spirit are things that are automatically, I believe they're automatically in us. I could be wrong on that, but I feel they're automatically in us. And... We just need to 
activate them. And there are things. That. As it says in. In. Let's see. Galatians 5. Verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So... Uh, another version says patience too instead of long suffering but long suffering I mean being able to be you know I, I like the version that says patience because we definitely need that we need these things you know in this world you know, love. I remember God told me one time, he said, it isn't just, just um, that the order of those things, he goes, there's a reason why love is number one in the fruits of the Spirit. Of course, that should be probably the most important, obviously, love, because we definitely need it in this world. We need to love the people of the world. Uh, if you're following after the Lord, you're going to have enemies. You need to love them. You need to love your neighbor as you love yourself. As I talked about in the past uh, podcast. And these things, you're going to be in circumstances. Um, these things are very crucial in today's world. Peace. You know, you need to be at peace. Uh, it also says to be at peace with all men, if it's possible. Which it is. It's possible with the Lord. But you need to ask the Lord to help you. You know? Sometimes we forget that we have fruits. And it says you shall know them by their fruits. Meaning. That I mean. With enough discernment. You'd be able to tell. Knowing them by their fruits. Whether if this person was really following the Lord. And if they're not, you know. The difference between who's, you know, really a sinner and living a sinner's life. And who's really following after the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean we're perfect. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, but whenever we do fall... We just ask for the Lord's forgiveness. 
Because it also says, even though a righteous man falls seven times, he gets back up. So, none of us are perfect, but if it's, it is possible to attain to that. It is possible, so. Whether if we'll ever get there, I don't think we will, but it is possible. And we should be to where you're seeing that change. You're seeing people go forward. And you're seeing these fruits of the Spirit coming out of believers. You know, if you're really truly following after the Lord, and asking the Lord to help you in these areas, you'll see these things coming out of yourself. The love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering. You know, hanging in there, having that patience. Uh, gentleness. You got a gentleness about you. Goodness, faith, meekness, meekness, temperance. Um, when you hear some of these things, you know, gentleness, you know, goodness, faith, yeah. We're supposed to, you know, be like that, but... There are some things that we don't have to stand for. Well, that's where holy righteous anger comes in. I mean, there is that type of anger where you just get in your flesh and get angry where you do things where it gets you to where it was wrong, to where it was sin. And I've, I've been in that type of anger before. But I've had a holy righteous anger. Jesus had holy righteous anger. But he was without sin. The one example that one people want to take apart sometimes. And when I've been evangelizing. Some people have taken apart this. And tried to test me. As a non-believer. There are some who... Who know this uh, story but they said well wasn't wasn't Jesus you know just really full of anger I mean he flipped over the money changer tables right yes he did but once again that was holy righteous anger because he just didn't he didn't want to stand for it he flipped them over and opened up the cages and and you know let the birds you know, fly out and all these things that they were just selling. You know? And he said, My house shall be a house of prayer. But you have made it into a den of thieves. A den. Like to them, it wasn't a house of prayer. They set it up and to them it was like a den and it was thieves and, and people just selling and doing stuff like that when it should be a house of prayer. And remember that we are the temple. It's not the four walls of a church, but yes, there are a lot of churches who do uh, prayer things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But remember, 
that once again we are the temple speaking of, I am speaking of our bodies so wherever we go we could set ourselves up and make it into a house of prayer but either you're the type of Christian that really truly is living for the Lord or there are false people out there so if you're false and not living for the Lord and in a sense wherever you go that you're trying to be a thief and and sell things and make a quick buck well that's not how the temple is supposed to be treated because especially the things that you think it'll transfer into your heart and you think about it long enough you're gonna start to act upon some of those things it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and yet remembering go back to the fruits of the spirit those things you should let get into your heart and obviously you know there's there's more than that but still I believe when you once again you initially call upon the name of the Lord and you get saved and you come to him that those fruits of the spirit are in you and all throughout your Christian walk you should always be letting God help you in these areas because there's not going to be like one area where you know you shouldn't be like in any of those areas saying well I know what all, all there is there is I, I know everything about love I know everything about joy I mean even areas you know like that where you may think you know a lot and you might but still you're always gonna be in room uh, there's always gonna be room for improvement that's what I was trying to say improvement so room for improvement so let me read those again Galatians 5 verse 22 but the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness meekness temperance against shuts there is no law and sometimes when it talks about using the word law the Old Testament law Jesus when he died on the cross we no longer had to go by all those rules and regulations in trying to live up to the Old Testament law and yet the wonderful thing about him since he was perfect and without sin he was the only one who was able to 
go by the Old Testament because it's all the inspired word of God. It's God breathed. And yet that's something that's kind of hard to fathom as you try to meditate, you know, on that one. Thinking, you know, well, Jesus died on the cross, so we know I have to no longer have to do the Old Testament law. No, no longer have to do, once again, as I just said, the rules and the regulations. Having to bring like um, a ram or whatever it would be, and having these uh, animals having to sacrifice it for the sin that you've done. It's all been done with. Jesus on the cross. But we still need to have a repentant life. Because there are times that we still may slip and fall a little bit. I mean, because if once again you're really truly following after the Lord, you be able to you shall be able to know them by their fruits, as the word said. And these are some of the fruits that I think that are automatically in a person once you get saved. Once again, I could be wrong about that, but I've always believed and felt that in my heart. And let me just quickly go back to the verse again. In Psalms. Here we go. Psalms 116 verse 13. I will take the cup of salvation. And call upon the name of the Lord. Well. Think too. Not only just the cup says to in God's word, my cup runneth over. We should have a cup that's running over. But still, I never thought of it this way. And call upon the name of the Lord. Once again, the rest of it. We should always be calling upon the name of the Lord. We should learn to go to God first. Four things. Not only calling upon the name of the Lord and a person gets saved. That's great when they do. Once again, we rejoice with them. And we're happy for them and the angels in heaven are rejoicing over them. But in that cup, because it's not that we go to, oh, I don't know. Like I've been serving the Lord just about 26 years, as I said. But say if it was like, oh, I've served the Lord 15 years. And that's it. I'm done with my walk. No, we have to just keep on going but we can't make it without the Lord 
And there's always going to be verses. There's going to be something that will come out at you. And you're not going to know what it is. You know, what it, what it really means. Although it will initially grab you. So meditate on that. Get those verses in you. I mean, with the rest of the Word of God, obviously. Because there will be some... Um, verses 2 where once again God will show you what it means in a deeper way now for me it was like I had never read it before but I'm in the Old Testament right now myself pray about that and see where God will lead you where he wants you to read I was in the New Testament for years and then I just thought about it and maybe that was God trying to get a hold of me too that could be true. God was trying to get a hold of me. And the thought crossed my mind saying, I haven't been in the Old Testament in a long time. Right after that, I just felt like led to go back to the Old Testament. So right now I'm in Psalms. Uh, which there's, there's a lot of stuff in Psalms. But it seems to me like in Psalms, a lot of times with the stuff that I'm reading now like there was God's wrath and he was angry against people who did disobedience we need to be in obedience and as we're in obedience and talks about God blessing people blessing the saints Well, that's true today. God blesses his saints. And is he angry with us? And does he, has, does he have wrath? Well, Jesus uh, bridged that gap. Once again, there is going to be God's wrath at the end. But that's why we right now need to be living for him. Especially in this uh, COVID-19 thing and this virus. Well, Lord, uh, um, Lord, I don't, I, Lord, I pray right now. That's what I want to do. I was trying to think of what I was going to say, but I feel you want me to pray. Lord, I pray. For those who are listening and if they're Christians, Lord, help them not to be in fear. Because truly, if we're living for you and standing upon your word, you've taken away that fear. And if there's any, perfect love cast out all fear. So Lord, help those who are listening to live by faith. To live by faith, Lord. To live for you. Help them, Lord. To exemplify the fruits of the Spirit. Help them to show those. So when your word, when it says, you should know them by their fruits, that people can look at them and say, yeah, that person... 
I know their fruits. I know that they're a Christian. Or even others who are not saved. Who might know that person. Or even if they don't really hardly know him. Would still look at him. And even though this unbeliever may obviously believe differently. We'll be able to look at them to say, oh yeah, that's one of those Christians. Oh yeah, some of that, some of those things, that's probably what Christians do. Yeah, they're, they're really nice. Uh, seems like a loving person. Yeah. yeah, I could tell that that's a Christian. Because they'll be able to see the fruits that you're producing. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, for what you're going to do. Lord, help us to go forward. In you. Lord we need forward progress. We don't need to go backwards. I've even heard before Lord. That we're not supposed to. Look back at past things. That God has done. Well Lord I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. I can. I can I can see looking back at the goodness of the Lord and in some things of what God has done. I still don't see anything wrong with that. But as long as we still keep ourselves once again going forward cuz God wants to he'll always take you to the next level. And you can't do that once again without the Lord. And even as you get to that next level, you should still be producing fruit for God. You know, there's producing fruit for God too, as in you're doing good things for the Lord. You're living the right way. You're walking the straight and narrow. Uh... And broad is the pathway that leads to uh, destruction. Our path should be a narrow path. We shouldn't be on the path to destruction. So once again, if you see somebody on the path of destruction, well then obviously they're not a true Christian. But if you ever come across somebody who claims that they're a Christian, but they're living the wrong way, they're not producing the right fruits, it could be possible that they had given their lives to the Lord at one point, but then they just started living however they wanted to. But pray for them. Pray that they would finally get lined up 
with the Lord, they would have enough conviction that it would bring them to really serving the Lord and walking their life out for the Lord. Or there's ones where they're almost right there. They, it seems like they've been there for a while where they almost want to make that decision. But they've been sitting on the fence. Well, pray for them. That God would woo them and get a hold of them. Woo them on to him. That eventually that they would get off of that fence and make a decision for the Lord and finally stand strong. So... I thank everybody and praise everybody who have been listening today. May you be blessed on this Sunday. As I was preparing and getting ready, I didn't... I kind of knew a few of the things I was going to talk about. And some of the things I didn't, obviously. But I have times like that uh, with the Lord. But he does say, open up your mouth and I will feel it. I will, f- I will fill it up. So, learn to get into a flow of the Holy Spirit. Learn to let the Holy Spirit uh, speak to you and use you. Um, Since I've been doing evangelism for many years, uh, I've been learning that. Getting into a flow of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leading us as I've been out and been out uh, with other people. But uh, that too... We had to do our part. I had to do my part to help get that flow going. I had to pray. I had to read God's word. And I would praise him. And my other ministry partner, well, I've had other, let's just say other partners, but for now, the one partner that I've had for many years He's done the same thing. He would read the word of God. Uh, He would praise. And he would get into prayer. He would do those three things. And then we would get together. And a lot of times say an initial prayer. Before we would get out of the vehicle. And we would have gospel tracks on us. And we would hand them out to people. And all that preparation we did before. And like I say, that initial prayer before we, uh, you know, started, we would park the vehicle. And before we would get out that initial prayer, you know, all that. um, 
we'd uh, be out there and the Holy Spirit would lead us. Um, I'm still learning how to be in the flow of the Holy Spirit, not just for evangelism, but for my life as I'm walking out for God, as I'm continuing continuing to produce that fruit and those fruits of the Spirit that are in us. Once again, go to God. Keep asking God to help you to activate those things that are in Galatians as it was read earlier. So once again, God bless all who have uh, heard this message. And have yourselves a great day. In Jesus' mighty name I pray it. Amen. Hi everybody, welcome to Stepping Out for God. I want to talk this time about between um, being a carnal Christian and being a spirit-filled godly Christian. And the verse that came to my mind is... 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. See, you can't have a fleshly carnal mind and being able to pull down those strongholds. In verse uh, 5, right after that, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So you got to be in the spirit to be able to uh, do these things. And, you know, so as you tap into God, uh, just pray and ask him to help you to get into the spirit. Obviously, you know, you need to repent of any sins that there are. Ask for uh, the Lord's forgiveness. Um... And, um, you know, that's without saying, obviously, having uh, a repentance kind of a life, obviously. Um, A carnal Christian is fleshly minded and is usually a people pleaser. Um, You're not really worried about trying to please God because, once again, it's coming from a carnal mind. 
Uh, carnal Christian follows man's rules. And let's go to the to the word for that. You can get, get rid of it. Colossians 2, verses 21 to 23. Touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of man, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Now, once again, not talking about things like, because here in the world, obviously, there's things like, um, if you drive a car, obviously, you know, make sure that you follow the speed limit. Um, the Ten Commandments, when it says, uh, Thou shalt not steal, that's Ten Commandments, but even though that's something from the Bible and the Old Testament, obviously uh, in today's world, if you steal, you get caught and you can go to jail. So, uh, still you should follow those things. But, um, some of the examples here... Um, a spirit-filled Christian likes to do God's will for their lives. Um, a lot of times I think a carnal-minded, fleshly Christian is kind of going through the motions. Because if you're not doing it coming out of the spirit, and you're kind of carnally-minded and you're in your flesh... I almost like to think that that puts a bad taste in God's mouth. Just like if you are someone who is um, lukewarm. You know, God says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Um, and, you know, maybe some of these Colonel Christians, as they call themselves, may not have been shown how to be a spirit-filled uh, Christian. But once again, go to God, pray, uh, ask God after you have repented to help get you into the spirit. 
Um, one good way to do that is praising God. Get into some praise and worship. Stuff that really can get you into that presence and try to just get in there and soak and seek the Lord and praise God coming from a pure heart. So if there's anything in your heart that shouldn't be there, ask God to take it. Just tell God, say, God, take anything out of my heart that isn't right, that shouldn't be there. Once again, maybe it goes back to things that should be repented of. Um, but a spirit-filled Christian likes to do God's will for their lives. And I got some verses. Here for that. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing, in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, God will do that work, but you also have to do your part and be submitted over to God for that to happen. And another one here. Let's see, going to Ephesians five. Fifteen to nineteen. I see then that you walk, or, uh, excuse me, let me start over. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. All right there. A lot of people want to say, well, what is the Lord's will or what is the will, Lord's will for my life? Well, that's where it comes in to, to seeking God, uh, you know, to meditating on uh, God's word, um, asking him, ask questions, you know, come before the Lord. But once again, repent of anything. And then come to the Lord. Uh, verse 18. 
and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Of course, we know not to be drunk with wine, or, you know, whether hard alcohol or whatever, not to be drunk with those things. To be a drunkard, that's, uh, that's a sin. But get filled with the Holy Spirit. A lot of times, carnal-minded Christians that are in their flesh, they're filled up with things of the world, their mind and their heart. And they don't know what it's like to be filled up with the Spirit. Or maybe have never had that experience before. And maybe they just have never had yet a baptism of the Holy Spirit yet either. So, and verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we know that, you know, even though we're not uh, perfect, you can really tell a spirit-filled uh, Christian, someone who has really had that change in their life, because they are seeking the Lord, they're doing their best to try to do God's will uh, for their lives. And, you know, I remember what it was like when I first started out and when I got saved and came to the Lord, there were certain things that I didn't quite understand until I had that experience, especially the one of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once I had that happen, I had just a little bit of an understanding of what it's like to be filled up uh, with the Lord. But over the years, uh, I've understood some of these things uh, a little bit more. And once again, that verse, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. If you want to be able to pull down strongholds, then start to learn to get in this into the spirit. Being in the power of the Holy Spirit. And once you get into the power of the Holy Spirit, knowing the power and authority that you have inside yourself, then you'll be able to war. But there's that, that that's like kind of a whole other thing and a teaching, so to speak, too, about. Uh, 
warfare and doing types of warfare and then you know you get off branch off into things like doing uh you know casting out uh casting out demons and uh things like that but not everyone is uh called to doing that type of thing doing deliverance ministry but i also believe that as christians we should learn enough to be able to do the basics of deliverance ministry anyways those are some of the differences between uh carnal minded fleshly christian as compared to a godly spirit filled christian because the godly spirit filled christian has their mind they're thinking about things of the lord they'll uh be meditating on things that maybe they read in the word that day and uh things like that um carnal minded christian sometimes doesn't uh read the word or if they do once again they'll go and read it but they may not retain as much as what they read uh they may not pray and ask for the holy spirit's help when they're reading uh the word and a lot of times they're worried too much about the affairs of this world doesn't mean that a spirit-filled christian doesn't sometimes worry about things um once in a while i might still catch myself worrying about something but then again i know uh to give it up to god right away and say lord take away my worry uh from me so so there are there are uh differences you know as i used to say to some of my friends there's different levels of christianity uh that could be one level right there a carnal minded christian and also being a spirit filled christian i believe the only way to be for the lord truly is to be on fire for god because if you're cold then to me cold is like you're not really doing anything you know or it says i would have you be hot or cold if you're lukewarm i will spit you out of my mouth well i've meditated on that one throughout the years i can see the whole lukewarmness thing you're kind in god sometimes you're not once again it just puts probably that bitter taste in god's mouth and yet there's hardly anything probably to spit out 
if you're cold for the Lord. He would like you to be hot and on fire for him. So that way you can be the most effective for God and for him to use you. Especially, once again, being in these last days. You know, we can't be messing around. We can't be, uh, so to speak, you know, sitting here, you know, playing games. I mean, you know, it's time to get serious. And we should always be uh, serious. Uh, and I guess as I'm mentioning this too, if you've ever ever heard of the smorgasbord Christian too, that's the type of Christian where they read God's word and they take just what they want out of the Bible. Whether good parts or whatever, a lot of times they leave some of the bad stuff or hard parts of the Bible that they just don't like reading. They leave that stuff out. And so it's a smorgasbord for them. They don't consider the whole word word of God. And that's what we should consider. We shouldn't leave any of it out. But the smorgasbord Christian does. So that's uh, another, another level, I guess, if you want to say another, you know, version, level, whatever, of uh, Christianity. And it's kind of close to what God wants, but, you know, I believe that the smorgasbord Christian, that to me that leaves a bad taste in God's mouth. The lukewarm Christian leaves a bad taste in God's mouth. Uh, the carnal-minded Christian is leaving a bad taste in God's mouth. Doesn't mean that God doesn't love everybody. Because he does. Because he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. But you just need to know how to get totally lined up with God now. Does that mean that a spirit-filled, godly Christian is perfect? No, none of us are. We all still stumble and fall short of God's glory. Once again, do I believe, though, that it's possible that a person can be not only saved and become perfect, I believe it is possible, but I don't know if it ever will happen. So, um, try to get in to being a spirit-filled godly Christian. And if you're still trying to wrap your mind around that, wondering, well, what is a spirit-filled godly Christian? Just repent, give it to God, and ask God to help you.
to say, Lord, this is, I think, a new concept for me. Lord, I repent of all my sins. Lord, speak to me. Show me things in your word. Show me what it means to be a spirit-filled, godly Christian. I don't know. And I'm still learning myself. May we never get to the point where we stop learning. We always need to be humble before the Lord and having a teachable heart, a softened up heart and a teachable heart because like I said before with evangelism, I'm still learning this many years later and this many years later, I'm still learning what it means to be in the spirit Like when I touched upon getting in the Lord's presence and praising and worshiping Him. Well, that right there, it says, Those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. I'm still learning what it means when I come before the Lord. And I'm praising and worshiping Him. Because I'm trying to do it by the Spirit. You know, you can't do it being carnally minded and being in your flesh. If you're going to be in your flesh and then going through the motions and trying to praise and worship God, well then as the praise and worship is going on and you're singing out, your praise and worship will probably go about as far as the... (laughs) Sealing and back down. For it to touch the God, you need to be in the spirit. And it needs to come from a pure heart. Now in the natural, as long as it's coming from a pure heart and you're in the spirit, then it's beautiful to God. So in the natural, it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like. Because a lot of times, a lot of us say, well, I don't have the greatest sounding you know, voice. And doesn't matter. I don't think of myself as having the greatest sounding voice. But I definitely, every time I do try to make sure it's from a pure heart and that I'm in the spirit. And I know with that, God thinks I have a beautiful sounding voice. And we were meant to praise and worship the Lord because He's the only one worthy of praise, only one worthy of glory, only one worthy of honor. And that's what we should inspire to. As you learn to be a spirit-filled Christian and doing God's will, for your life. It's not for yourself, but doing it unto God in a way that it's going to honor and glorify God. So, for those who have been listening and maybe you just haven't crossed over yet, you don't 
know how to do it. You maybe haven't had a baptism of the Holy Spirit yet or any of those things. I would like to pray right now. Lord, I thank you for this day and this time. For those who may be carnally minded Christians and maybe they just haven't crossed over into doing things in the spirit and being a spirit-filled Christian, Lord, I pray that you would help them to cross over. I pray that if they haven't had a baptism in the Holy Spirit, they would have that baptism today, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that this message would be used to not only touch people's lives, but encourage people in the body of Christ. And if somebody just so happens to also be listening and they're not saved at all, but maybe they were listening. Maybe God is trying to draw them. Maybe you're trying to draw them in, Lord. And maybe someone else was ministering to this person, a friend of theirs, or whatever it would be, Lord. And they just so happened to have caught this message. I also pray eventually that they would call out the name of Jesus, that they would come also and get saved and, and to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so they can also come to know you and have that personal relationship between you and your Son. In Jesus' name, I pray these things. Amen.